Hey, Chris, guess what? Hey, uh, what's that, Omar? We're back! Yeah! <laughs> Kick it off, Jim! Welcome, everyone, to the Sunnydale Study Group, the podcast for returning Scoobies and Buffy newbies. I'm Omar Najam. I'm Chris Bramante. And we are here to go episode by episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, talk about them, and then just chat about stuff. That's the premise of the show, right? That's what we do, and we uh, it's been a while <laughs> since we've done it. When was the last episode that we uploaded? Like, the that last, was an episode episode. The last episode episode. Yeah, because we were going episode by episode for many years. And yes. then we paused to go broad and sort of then took a pause and have not been doing it for some time. Yeah, and then we, did, and then we went abroad in the sense mm-hmm. that we left the project. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. But now we've returned. And yes. I think the last episode that we did was November of 2017. Holy smokes. What was going on back then? Well, it was uh, November 2017. You know, Game of Thrones was, yeah, season five of Game of Thrones. What's like a cultural touchstone? That probably, right? Mm, Yeah, 2017. You know what? I just kind of remember that it was uh, one year into the, uh, you know, into the, into the empire. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> it's all been um it's all been quite a blur. Uh but you know, time flies when you're having fun or when you're not. That's just the nature of time, isn't it, folks? But yes, it hey, is. we're here to talk about Buffy. We're 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 back. We're we're gonna go episode by episode and close out the show. Yeah, because we're gonna finish it and we have perhaps uh, the time to do this now as we are recording this in 2020 as uh, the midst of a global pandemic which yes. we are hope that anyone listening to this is safe and healthy and feeling like they they're listening to this because they share a similar want for us to get into why this show still means so much to so many right this show you know even uh, while we were taking our break abroad this show has celebrated so many different anniversaries, mm-hmm. so many different milestones, um, and it's just everyone's still talking about it, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then in uh, as quarantine has begun, Sarah mm-hmm. Michelle Geller on her own personal feeds has been celebrating Buffy, it seems like herself. There was that yep. image of her with the stake that she put up, and then uh, J. August Richards from Angel retweeted it with his own axe which is amazing amazing which is just the best <laughs> and then so, the other day she uh wore her prophecy girl outfit oh my God. and put up the i say we save the world i say we party <laughs> and it was just like mm, here we go all right so buffy's on everybody's mind again especially yep. ours because we just watched we did we hot back in I, I forget if we've talked about it in previous things about the curse of season four in which i feel yeah. like sometimes people and, and you know listeners can let us know if you agree with this. I feel like oftentimes trying to get someone into the show, whether they fully go for it or kind of fall off is usually season four. Yeah, that is, uh, I mean, the show's finding new footing. We're kind of adjusting, right? We, we've left the high school stuff, which a lot of people liked. I also, it's been really interesting because we, we have a guest for next week, Alice Nelson, who uh, does uh, several music things with uh, several projects that we both work on. Oh, yeah. Um, most popularly in terms of podcast stuff, thank you for questing. Annalise is the composer for the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, Annalise was watching, uh, had stopped in season four and hopped into it. And it was so interesting because like, when you think of season four as the beginning of a new show, if you think of seasons mm-hmm. one through three of Buffy as a full story and it ends with graduation and it ends with the yearbook, right? Mm-hmm. Then you kick off season four, the freshman, and you go like, this is the this is almost like, this is setting up a whole different set of standards. And it does carry over stuff and themes and interesting story bits and, and mm-hmm. characteristics that we're going to explore from seasons one through three. But mm-hmm. it's really fun because this is the beginning of adulthood. 
Totally. You know? Like, yeah, and, yeah, and it's doing college in a way that – what's interesting is I feel like with Buffy in the high school years, the high school genre in terms of being needed, needed to be presented for TV audiences was something pretty common. Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like college as a genre is typically something a little bit more – R-rated, at least in at least pop culture. Right. So I feel like Buffy was doing the TV college, and I could be wrong. Maybe there's a ton of TV college that I just haven't watched. But I feel like at the time, it was way more common to do high school drama versus how do you do college drama on TV, and Buffy had to do. And I think that they do it in a great. They they address it. They don't. Yeah. They don't. Uh, they don't make it too innocent, and they find ways to still. Uh, make it feel authentic to right college a lot of college though right a lot of college is kind of boring though if you were to make it to tv like the the vast majority of time for the reason that you're there Mm. is you're in class right right it's not super exciting i feel like yeah in my school i feel like we didn't have it didn't feel like a college right yeah right city we were in the city right because you were in the city yeah and there was no campus there was just your classrooms and you, some people you were associated with because you were also at the college. So I feel like right. I, college as a genre was only ever something I saw on TV. Oh, that's so interesting. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that makes sense. So in terms of our show, because we're hopping back in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we got to set up some reality ground rules here, Chris, right? Mm-hmm. Before, mm-hmm. We, before we get back into the individual episode stuff. Yes. So we're in season four. Uh, and this is the Sunnydale study group. Traditionally, we hang out in a library. I say, I say, let let the past to, to paraphrase Kylo Ren. Let the past just chill out a bit. Let the past just be chill. And why don't we leave the library stuff back a little bit? And I've got plans for future seasons. Maybe we'll go. Maybe we'll post up in uh, a corner of some certain magic box, perchance. I don't know. Oh yes. Maybe that would maybe be great. we'll have a a table at the espresso pump. I don't know. M- you know, th- mm-hmm. lots of opportunities. But for this season, right? Let's move out of the library because we don't mm-hmm. even spend that much time in the library. Giles's place almost becomes a new library. It, it yeah. Right now it is yeah. The only functioning spot, so it's maybe we're yeah. in the guest, we're in the, uh, the guest room at Giles's place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we. It's the thing. So, are we on campus, or right. are we in Sunnydale? Mm-hmm. That's something we got to figure out real quick. We maybe can because well, we were in the giant library, but now yeah, which we only seen freshmen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Willow walks in and goes like, "Oh my gosh, this is bigger than the high schools." Mm-hmm. You know, that's well with the initiative. One thing that's so funny is that they're always they're always like amazed by that room in the initiative Mm -hmm. (laughs) like Buffy and Xander's reaction to just seeing this large (laughs) warehouse with one pit of like demon surgery is something that they're just amazed by I keep waiting for someone to walk by and be like oh by the way that's where they filmed the pirate ship for the Goonies (laughs) (laughs) like it's that kind of vibe um (laughs) So yeah, are we? Do we want to be on campus and then move off campus for next season, or do we want to just what? Do we want to just take up residence somewhere in Sunnydale? Yeah, like we just sort of have a headquarters, like maybe like the old lighthouse. I'm feeling I'm feeling a Sunnydale headquarters, and we can move next year, yeah, if we so wish. I mean, we'll definitely have to, or while we're in UC Sunnydale, while it lasts, does it make sense to? Uh, carve it out on campus right but here's here's a an argument uh did you know that there's a sunnydale elementary school in lancaster california i did not know that fun little fact i did not know let me see if i can find uh sorry i gotta silence my phone mia's texting me about the mask musical that she's writing i nice uh let's see map of uc sunnydale here's the thing if we can find a map of uc sunnydale then great but if we can't it's not really going to serve us to be like yeah i think we gotta i think we just gotta be in sunnydale hey that's that works that works all right so let me pull up a map of sunnydale and we are going to plant a little we're gonna just you know what's it we're gonna we're gonna plant a little flag 
the roost what is it what am i trying to say the we're gonna be chickens. somewhere the chickens we're gonna come have, home to we're gonna grow chickens out of the ground we're gonna mm-hmm. plant chicken seeds which is yes. what you know you you can get and then <laughs> and then we'll grow chicken plants um where do you where do you want to where should we live <laughs> took 70 minutes for me to ask all right, what uh, what are you looking at? Okay, I can. I'm bring trying up to pull up Slayer a map, stats. but it's kind of hard to find like a high res map of Sunnydale. Yeah, I've got this Slayer Stats book that was sent to us. By That's me. right, we can go off of that one. All right, but it's going to take a little bit of looking through, everybody. So this is I'm trying to find. Okay, so oh, found it, and by a little bit of looking through, I'm looking at it now. <laughs> so we want to be close to the campus, right? Mm-hmm. And so you see, Sunnydale is one street away from the Magic Box. That's good. Ravello right. Drive is walking distance from UC Sunnydale, according to the map that I'm looking at. Oh, yeah. It's real close. There's not a lot of... Wait, why didn't Buffy just stay at home? That's fine. We'll deal with that later. Um, right. Let's... There's not a lot of landmarks. No, there's nearby. not. Not in this uh, specific situation, although there's like a bunch of stuff downtown. Um, yeah. So let's just, let's just hole up, and then we'll deal with that later. When okay, great. In like a slower so episode. For the, uh, yeah, so for the, the the listeners at home, just know that we're somewhere in Sunnydale. Yeah. Do we want to <laughs> F Street? Maybe F, F Street, Street sounds great. F Street in front. Let's say yeah. that. We're right. on we're we're on F Street in front. Um, what kind of apartment do we have? Would you say, Chris? It's you know, it'll do. <laughs> it'll do. Yeah, it's kind of like a boho chic. Yeah, it's not quite, you know, Cordy's apartment in Angel. Angel, Yeah. But it is, but not quite Angel's mansion. Like we've, we've, uh, all the items inside that we've decorated with, we've gotten from like an op shop, like a secondhand spot. Uh, Okay, great, great, great. Do we have a name? Yeah, what if it's an abandoned, it could be an abandoned former. like a version of the magic box that was perhaps even more. So it, it seemed a little, uh, it's like less functional. Like it was uh-huh. sort of a little bit more of a human trying to sell magic type stuff. Sure. Anyway, Cause there's a whole bunch a of spots. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when they get the orb in season two, that's mm-hmm. a magic box. I don't mm-hmm. think they go to the magic box. Do they for that? Uh, it's it's always a magic shop. It's just never commented on. There's the one that Spike, where Spike kills the the shopkeep. Right, right. Yeah. Anyway. yeah so there's, yeah. So great. So this is an old magic shop. Uh, we'll say. Uh, are we ground floor or upper floor? I'd say upper floor. Great. I had that feeling too. Something a about it. A little bit it. of a view. Yeah. A little bit of a view. Room with a view. We'll get yeah. to that later. Mm-hmm. Um. So, okay. Let's. We're almost done. All we need is a cool name for this apartment. You know, whenever people, like in college, ours was a Prancing Pony, where we're just like, uh-huh. if y'all want to party, come over to the Prancing Pony. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're on F Street, and we're on Front. Is there anything to play with that? F Front, F, F Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Front. Yeah. Yeah, Fantastic Fort. The, the Fantastic front. Fort. The Fantastic Fort. <laughs> <laughs> The Fantastic That's, Ford is fine, right? I think the Fantastic Ford is what it is for now, and we can change it over time okay, if we great. anything else hops in. Uh, that works. So, folks, thank you for pardoning our dust uh, because we just need to kind of get resettled. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's welcome you to the fan- let's let's step into. Uh, no, we're gonna open the door and welcome you into the Fantastic Ford. Here we go. Hey, everyone. Hey. How's it going? Oh, it's great. It's great. Yeah. Good Good to be back in Sunnydale. It is. It is. We are talking about episode 13 of season four, The Eye and Team. Really Mm -hmm. quickly, before we get to anything, folks uh, joining us, this is where Chris and I live here in Sunnydale, the fantastic fort. Welcome to it. Do you want anything to drink? I got some iced coffee that I made. I would love a little bit of that. I would love a little bit of a refresher. Perfect. The trick is, here's the thing. You can put it in any type of container that you can sieve out. You put some grounds, a little rough, mm-hmm. and you do a seven to one ratio. So whatever amount of coffee grounds you're putting in, you put seven times that of water, and mm-hmm. you let it sit on your countertop for 12 to 24 hours. Don't put it in the fridge. It slows down the chemical reaction. Whew. And then you got nice, 
smooth chocolatey iced coffee waiting for you. It's it's concentrate, so you're gonna water it down with another one to three ratio. So you're gonna have to keep doing a little bit of math, but and what does that mean, concentrate? It's just that it's something. It's concentrated. It's been it's con like they they've turned it into powder, is what I'm imagining. Um, it's more of like it's too it's too much to handle. It's too hot to handle. Ah. So you gotta water it down. Okay, there you go. You're concentrating too hard. You're going to give yourself a headache. It's happened. Yeah, I've already, <laughs> I've already gone there. So, folks, uh, pop a squat. we got a bunch of fun little armchairs here in the living room. It's pretty open air. I feel like mm. we a lot of natural light. Mm. This used to be a magic shop. <laughs> now right. it's the Fantastic mm. Fort. It's it's a, a apartment run by two nerds. Oh, so, yeah. while you're getting comfy, while you're enjoying uh, whatever iced coffee we offer you, maybe some tea, some kombucha... Also, probably got some assorted juices and and bubbly waters. Chris, you want to entertain our guests by describing this uh, episode in five sentences? Yeah, yes, I I would love to do that. Oh man, I haven't. Okay, you'll okay. Yes, I would love to do that. Uh, here we go. Buffy and Riley are taking their relationship to the next level as Buffy is getting more and more involved in initiative practices to the point where she is participating in some of their official business while also her and Riley sleep together for the first time, cementing that they are now a fully fused unit. One. One. Um... Willow and the gang are starting to feel a little alienated by Buffy and Willow would like to deepen her relationship with Tara but was nervous to invite Tara to a get-together of the gang only to find that Buffy whisks off with the initiative and Willow plants in the seed of Buffy's head the distrust that Ethan Rain warned them about something called 314. Two. Um, Buffy starts to be very weirded out by why Riley doesn't ask questions and that the initiative start uh, note and asks Riley about 314 in the morning after their evening together. And as Professor Walsh is constantly watching Riley at all times, we discover she finds that the Slayer is too hot on their trail and brings Buffy in to send her on a fake reconnaissance mission mm-hmm. in which Buffy is trapped with two deadly demons while also the initiative is sent to go find Spike who has been hit with a tracker. Wow, you, you'd stack that a lot. That's three. Okay, that was three? Yeah, okay. so you got two more. Two more? Uh, Spike, who told Giles to F off, now runs back to the Scooby's uh, den where Giles helps to pluck the tracker out of Spike's back and they flush it in the toilet as it goes away, getting them off the trail of Spike. However, uh, once Riley returns to the initiative, Professor Walsh tells Riley that Buffy is dead and went on her own but as Riley lets this sink in he sees in the background that Buffy in fact is not dead and says to Professor Walsh that she did not appreciate the fact that Professor Walsh tried to kill her and now and she's going to find and if she doesn't know what a slayer is she's going to find out and then destroys the camera all right that is four and so then as Riley storms off Away from his, uh, from his, from his superior officer, mm-hmm. Professor Walsh goes into the secret room three fourteen and monologues to Adam, who is a zombie demon robot guy, and as uh, in the midst of, and in the midst of talking to Adam about their plans together and how everything is is going to remain in her control she is skewered through her heart as adam stands above her and says mommy oh that yep and that's the episode right that's the episode right there good job chris thanks Woo. 
How did it feel? Did it feel a little jump back into it after t- after three years? Almost three years? It's, it's, been, it's been two and a half years since we've done that. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, it felt uh, it felt good to watch it again, and it felt good to also, uh, you know, do the five sentences again. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, good. But yeah, great, great episode. Strange strange times in the Buffy world with Adam. Yeah. Is a thing. So let's, let's start off at the top yeah. uh, before we get to Adam being a thing. Right. Uh, so the Scoobies are having a little bit, this is interesting, right? Cause Buffy's getting real into this relationship, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hanging out with the, the pals. This is like a good thing that happens in relationships. Right. Where it's like, Oh, you've been hanging out with the, the, the person's friends a lot. And but mm-hmm. I thought we were fam, you know, and that's something to navigate. Yeah, no, totally. And it sort of kind of mirrors faith in a way where it's like Willow and the gang are feeling like when Buffy finds friends and companions that can fulfill that really dangerous side of her life, that then she kind of alienates the the less physically capable soldiers in the fight. Right, right. Which is so interesting because, like, on the that happens a lot where you're like, you meet someone that on the surface you're like, oh my gosh, we have all the same stuff, but right. then the first time anything comes up, you're like, actually, never mind. Mm-hmm. Even the, the folks that I may not have like the most in common with, I end up being like way more chill with, that I, I just vibe with them a lot more. Uh, yeah, for sure. But I also really sympathize with Buffy in the sense of. She was like, they like they put together this impromptu celebration for me, and it would have been super weird if I was like, hey, you guys can't come hang out with what I'm about to do. <laughs> and and I think there was a way for Buffy to do that. Obviously, she did not. But I mm-hmm. also can understand, like, if she was feeling kind of pressureful and her and Riley have just taken it to the next level, I can see Buffy not necessarily feeling like she was alienating the others. Because right. also I feel like you know, Willow hasn't full, has not told the others about Terry yet. Uh huh. And you know, Xander at this point is just kind of Xander and Anya are just, I feel like on their own little like cruise ship of just sort of coasting through (laughs) coasting through life and trying to just sort of figure out what it even is. Yeah. I mean, just a few episodes, Xander was serving up some beers. I know for us, it felt like literally years. Uh, mm-hmm. ago that <laughs> happened but <laughs> we're breaking the curse of season four um, but yeah but i but it's good yeah. to see them and this is also like yeah it's it, it's seeing the scoobies get a little shaken in their camaraderie is definitely starting to happen in this season in a way yes. that perhaps they, they've gone through some strain before but now they're feeling almost like there's no because at high school they had each other they were always they had a reason to be in the same space all the time and mm-hmm. so being brought together also for the battle of the um uh, the forces of darkness yeah was something that always went hand in hand but now that because college is not as binding of a social environment xander is not a part of that environment giles is not a part of that environment yeah, uh, they're now, and even though Willow is, that's perhaps because Buffy now can fight the fight with the initiative. She all of a sudden doesn't seem to need the Scoobies as much. Yes, but For then this, like, quickly realizes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but then she quickly understands that's that's not a good idea. As their ridiculous beepers go off in the middle of the bronze, and they're like, "Oh, we gotta go." It's just, like, so distracting. <laughs> it reminds me a lot of, like, when people get really into something where they're like, oh, I want you to meet my friends from, I'm trying to think of an example here, uh, my Italian studies class. And then you're like, oh, hey, what's up, everyone? And then they're, like, talking about, like, an Italian opera. And they're, like, laughing. And they're just like, oh, da, 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 joke about it. I should pick something a little bit more specific. I'm wearing a film hat right now of mm-hmm. uh, from UC. Santa Barbara where I went, which is essentially, you, you know, UC Sunnydale. So like a bunch of film kids, right? Like someone starts hanging out with a bunch of film kids and then they're just like, uh, I'm sure that, you know, Fellini wouldn't have done a shot like that. Mm-hmm. And they all laugh and it's like, sorry, the joke is that Fellini kind of you know, talked about Italian fascism through cinematic lens. And then you'd have to, it's, it's funny if, you know, you know, I'm <laughs> or whatever. And then you're like, okay. 
<laughs> yeah. I'm glad that you're excited about a new thing, but like, yeah, what? that's the vibe i get like when they take their beepers and they're like and then buffy's like gotta go will and then heads off and then will's like all right i guess sure um also it's like riley's as much as (sighs) riley is the tough thing because it's like you know he in many ways feels like a fine relationship for Buffy though I feel like starting in this episode as his military man takes over from Mm -hmm. his like kind TA persona yeah and as he and obviously he's going through some weird stuff and that the organization that he fully uh, blindingly give gives his uh, duty to but it's also kind of like he's so blindly follows orders that it's a, even just that is strange. Like Steve Rogers did not blindly follow orders. So it's not like, it's like, Oh, the soldier follows orders. But Riley specifically we're seeing is a man that is, he's, he's, he's a leader. He's the one who has risen to the absolute top He's gotten into a relationship with the Slayer. She's in love with him. And yet still, he he was a guy that would do that. But then at the same time, we're watching him go through the first experience and when that worldview starts to shatter. I mean, this is all like very Frankenstein's monster, right? We'll mm. get more into it next week with very blatant ties uh, to movie representations of that story. But, like, it's what's so interesting about... Oh, also, really quick, you haven't seen Frankenstein's Monster, Monster, Frankenstein, have you? No, is that the new uh, We gotta thing? do this as a bonus episode, dude. I'm obsessed oh with Frankenstein's Monster, Monster, Frankenstein. That I think it's, like, the amazing. most, like, whatever our Venn diagram crossover is, in the middle mm. is Frankenstein's Monster, Monster, Frankenstein. <laughs> That's um, awesome. But it's, like, Adam is obviously the big creation of Maggie Walsh. Mm-hmm. Professor Maggie Walsh. Dr. Maggie Walsh? I think Professor Walsh, I think it's but, said typically as but Professor Walsh. Yeah, but doesn't have a doctorate? That's interesting. Maggie Walsh seems like the kind of person who would have a doctorate. I but also believe she would. But yeah, She would they, get it, like, by some means. Like, whatever means necessary, she would get her hands on a doctorate. Right. I truly believe. But for but, whatever reason, you know, she's always kind of termed Professor Walsh. Yes, yeah, which is like on her action figure. If there is a Maggie Walsh action figure, which I bet there is, I'll look it up while we're talking. Okay, uh, um, but it's like Riley is also um, a creation of Maggie Walsh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's what's so interesting. Is like that's what I really like about Adam, even though like there's like a lot of goofy aspects to him. Although in this episode, there's nothing goofy about him; he's terrifying. Right, but I love his it's goofy aspects. Like. Riley's fans are terrible, which we've seen earlier. They're terrible. Season. They're like legitimately the worst. They make uh, him. I think he. Th- why I reflect kind of like I, I'm glad that. I, I, hold on, I gotta remember to speak in the present because we're we're now back into non-spoiler territory. But yes, Riley is definitely his friends. I'm not psyched to hang out with. Yes. Is there a Maggie? Sorry, what were you saying? I'm trying to find this Maggie Walsh toy. Maybe there isn't one. But also Professor Walsh. Room for dies. We should who, make it. <laughs> R.I.P. Who dies at the end of this episode. Yes. Um, Professor Walsh is a. Because I heard this math broken down of Buffy seasons once. Is there's always like the little bad and the big bad. Yeah. And maybe little bad, big bad. Works in some degree but it's also kind of like first bad second bad even though it's probably a cleverer way to say that but if the idea is like you know season one the anointed one's the little bad the big bad is the master yeah season two the little bad is spike drew the big bad is angelus i guess it's like you know the veiled the the veiled threat and then the truth threat or the facade threat if it's mr trick and then the mayor for season four walsh and the initiative as a whole perhaps yep but it's the Walsh is an extension of the initiative. It's not just that it's like mm-hmm. Maggie Walsh is the little bad, and 
and that's interesting in that then I guess the big bad is Adam, but Adam right. also Maggie Walsh. Adam is also initiative. Here's what I like about Buffy related. I'll say like Buffy verse stuff. Cause I also would include like Avengers and a lot of the MCU influences and later mm-hmm. down the road, like, you know, like uh, daredevil um, on Marvel and stuff like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. under, under this sort of thematic and tonal umbrella is that the, the, the little bads and the big bads have an associative quality mm-hmm. and it's sort of a thing. And Buffy's mm-hmm. always been like, I question authority right. and that doesn't always work out. It's not like that's my superpower and that's how I do it. It's like, there is no real superpower because there are other people who have powers as well. So it's always just kind of like an ongoing conversation, but the initiative is the idea of control and mm-hmm. something. And whether this is conscious or not, what I really like about the initiative is that uh, it's tied to, Professor Walsh, possibly Dr. Walsh, who is teaching Western psychology. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is the idea of like, if we can catalog things, if we can label them, yeah. then we, if we look at our, the inner demons and we give them names and connotations, we can control them, mm-hmm. which is not mm-hmm. true. And that's a very sort of new concept, right? Like it's like yeah. a new academic like, argument. And I'm not saying that's all psychology at all. That's like an irresponsible arm of it. In the same yeah, way that yeah, I think yeah. that the initiative is an irresponsible arm of supernatural exploration yeah yeah and these things are demons for the for better for worse are naturally recurring things Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that the initiative is looking to put the boot down on and then rip apart and then use the stuff for their own means because Mm -hmm. that's not evil according to them and adam out of that right out of everything walsh is able to create riley who Mm -hmm. is an ideological arm of that Mm-hmm. and has really challenged the next few episodes about like a lack of control mm-hmm. and Adam who is just chaos. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where this season's tie to Frankenstein's monster or the postmodern Prometheus. Is that what it's called? Postmodern Prometheus. Let me double check. But uh, that is where it just ties into that literary source so well, because mm-hmm. out of the need for control, you create the exact reaction mm-hmm. against you create the exact problem that you were hoping to not have. And that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, 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 yeah. So well done. Like in this episode alone, Maggie Walsh tries to control everything and lie to people and manipulate information mm-hmm. in order for her to get a leg up. And then what happens? Absolute bloodshed and chaos by the end. Right. Everything she hoped for falls apart. Right. And it was because, you know, she was never going to, to have that control. Right. And it's the modern Prometheus. I apologize to everybody. It's Frankenstein or the modern yeah. Prometheus. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like if Adam's, if Adam's root of thought is human, mm-hmm. and that he's a, that it looks like that section of his head is mostly human. Right. Um, that, and I would imagine that is it Dr. Engelman. Was that his name? Um, what is his name? Give me one second. I just I had it name, up. I, I can tell you. Dr. Engelman. I so can tell if, you. Yeah, if Engelman and Walsh are creating him back there, it's like Engelman. Yeah. The initiative has, the, the initiative has never treated the supernatural aspect of it with any respect. It was mm-hmm. always just superstition, and I think that it's interesting in that the initiative are also kind of. And let me know if this is I'm not saying it's necessarily doing this, but it's sort mm-hmm. of presenting scientists in a little bit of a villainous form. And in that right. the scientists who fully, uh, you know, reject magic as a reality don't respect the fact that, that these demonic forces are true. Therefore they don't respect Buffy as the slayer they perhaps even see her as some form of monster, but that by thinking through science that they could make everything robotic and controllable and ignoring the aspect that there is this demonic undertone, that's what it all breaks loose. And now that there's full chaos in that, the initiative's only being held together because of Walsh. Right. And right. I mean, I personally would probably like not, like I think that might be putting like a wagon before the horse in the sense of like... You know. I don't think science is the leading thing of that. I think it is like that, like very American sense of like control. 
of like manifest destiny and like by Mm -hmm. whatever means, right? Like by arms, by power, by recruiting young men, Mm -hmm. uh, by taking science, which is, can be like very objective, Mm -hmm. uh, or like by nature is like supposed to be objective. It's supposed to be like outside of our subjective views. Right. 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 How do clouds actually form? And we could be like, well, I woke up and I had a headache and the cloud formed. So the clouds come from my headaches and someone else is like, I didn't have a headache. So through science we can be like, okay, (laughs) clouds are independent from headaches. Right. You know, having a headache will not make it rain. Um, and that's, what's so terrifying, right? Is that yeah. like with all these things, it's just like Walsh has like access to like all these brilliant young minds. Mm-hmm. Walsh has access to the slayer who at this point, and it's getting a little spoiler territory, but like we think is a natural occurrence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is, maybe it's not right. Maybe that might be manipulation onto itself, but mm-hmm to Maggie Walsh, like the, all the natural elements, she doesn't even see as something she should morally worry about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Riley is just raised in that because Riley is crafted Mm -hmm. as per her image. Like all he wants to do is just like, you know, make sure he gets her approval and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, her watching them, him at all times, bizarre moment. Yeah. It's a little creepy, right? Well, creepy. It's a little, that's a little bit of a huge violation total violation yeah total violation and i was in uh, in dusted the Mm -hmm. companion book that we often look to written by lawrence miles lars pearson and krista dix uh dixon um pointed out that the first thing buffy does when she wakes up uh the morning after is check to see that he's still there yeah in the sense that you know angel parker that oftentimes that isn't the case are out. Yeah. yeah. Um, best moment for me, that moment at the end with Buffy and the, and the um, video camera mm-hmm. that just stands. She's just so epic right there. Like One of the most glorious Buffy moments yeah. ever. One of the most glorious moments in TV. One of the most yeah. epic, epic, epic moments in TV. Yeah. Oh my god. And it's like, and and knowing that like as Walsh, it's I think it's like, I don't like to see Buffy disrespected by those who, by anyone, mm-hmm. but by those who don't understand the extent of her power, mm-hmm. and getting to see. Maggie thinks she has it, thinks she's yeah. achieved it and has now needs to just sort of seal the deal with Riley and just mm-hmm. like as it's as she's giving her little spiel and the shaking camera in the background and it's just so intimidating and in in the best way and oh my god just that line at the end the you don't know what a slayer is and you're about to find out and then she just crushes the camera she's just so cool it's the best. It's so awesome. Yeah. It's so, so, so awesome. Um, I think it's a little hard for us mm-hmm. to fully get into the Adam stuff without mm-hmm. hopping into next week's things, totally. right? Yeah, because this is just um, like, yeah. So let's take, I, I've got three things on the docket here. Mm-hmm. One, let's quickly wrap up. And we'll, we can chat a little bit next week as well about this. Mm-hmm. But let's quickly just touch on, let's just quickly do a wrap-up. I could spend two minutes talking about Maggie Walsh. Dr. Professor Maggie Walsh. Mm-hmm. Great character. Really great. Like, hands down, one of my favorite Buffy villains, one of my favorite TV villains. Just such a good, cold, relentless, and yet vulnerable performance. Mm-hmm. Like, when Riley walks out, you get to see the other side of Walsh, mm-hmm. Walsh out of control. And it's something else. It's just so absolutely good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. No, it really is. And Walsh is just such a Walsh as Walsh settles us into the college storyline as the, as the professor that Bob at that Buffy wants to impress mm-hmm. that as you know, we get deeper into the season, find out about all the initiative stuff and that Buffy wanting to impress Walsh and how that's sort of linked to Riley is what, what do you think about that stuff and how does it, and, and does it conclude, how, how does it transform here that it's there's yeah. always been this 
this need for approval in the motherly sense. Yeah, it's such a great professional and personal thing to tackle, right? Mm -hmm. Where, like, it does play like you're meeting your significant other's parent. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I really want your approval. And then it turns out your significant other's parent is cutting up monsters. Yeah. And and, and making more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then once, and then more importantly, I suppose, is trying to kill you. Mm -hmm. Um, it mm-hmm. just works. Yeah. Lindsay Krauss is the Yeah, Lindsay Krauss, the great Lindsay Krauss, uh, to quote Doug Petrie, mm-hmm. who in an interview lamented the fact that they had to kill off the character. Yeah. Was just like and said, I think uh I'll try to find I think it was like on the official Buffy fandom site, but they were mm-hmm. saying that like uh Doug Petrie was saying that like in the case of a lot of Buffy stuff, once it gets going and once it gets good, you have to get rid of it because you hit like the mm-hmm. peak. So it's just like right like this is the best Walsh episode and then they're just like all right great now we got to cap it unfortunately Mm -hmm. (laughs) as is the Buffy way Mm -hmm. um which is yeah so just yeah yeah big ups big ups to Walsh yeah huge ups to huge ups to Maggie Walsh thank you for being here for the season and maybe most significant teacher character Giles isn't a teacher no a librarian you know so Jenny Jenny was a teacher. Jenny and was a Walsh. teacher. So yeah. Walsh is perhaps then the most significant teacher character in Buffy's life. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah. I uh hold on there. Oh, this is this is doesn't actually mean anything, but it's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Is that with the number three fourteen, mm-hmm. this is episode for 13 and mm-hmm. the episode bad girls which was another similar episode in season three in which buffy started to only hang out with faith and wasn't hanging out with the gang and willow was feeling jealous is episode 314 you gotta watch out for those 314s yeah you really do you gotta you gotta keep a close eye um so as we close out 314 as we close mm-hmm. out uh maggie walsh I uh, quickly pulled up, and <laughs> I don't want to have an altar to Maggie Walsh because she's like not a great person. But I feel like we have to acknowledge Maggie Walsh somewhere in the apartment. But before we do that, mm-hmm. we, I pulled up a, an, a different map of Sunnydale, a um, more detailed map, perhaps. It just has. This is the uh, the season of Solace, a reader's guide to Sunnydale's hot spots tour guide, Lissa Whitmore. Um, and I believe the original map by K. Stuttered Hayes. So I believe this is like was populated by uh, Lisa Whitmore. And uh, this is a little bit different where UC Sunnydale is located on the other map that we're referring to is the Sunnydale Zoo over by Weatherly Park. This is, I think, more of like the first three seasons of Sunnydale or, or of, mm-hmm. of Buck the Vampire Slayer. And then on the upper left up by 101 uh, by Ralph Stop and Go gas station is where UC Sunnydale is located. So this changes a few things for us, Chris. I think mm-hmm. we can have the same apartment, but I think there's a few different options here. Yeah. So I'm going to throw out some stuff. Do we do we want to be closer to the campus or downtown? Uh, is there anything? I feel like. Or the beach. Let's go. Is there like a like a of those three options? Is there like a like a central focal point? If we were, if we found ourselves near, oh my gosh, Chris, we might have cracked it. If we find ourselves at the corner of Maple Court and Thousand Oaks Drive, according mm-hmm. to this map, we would be at Willie's Bar. We would oh, also yeah, be by be the Willie. old Sunnydale uh, Cemetery. We would also be Kitty Corner from the Magic Box, which is starts the downtown strip, right? Exactly. So, and Up that puts us street. near the movie theater. That puts us exactly. near the Exactly. Uh, so, do we want to be on State pump. Street by a, across the street from Espresso Pump, or do we want to be a, 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 one block away? Essentially, Anna Kappa. If you're going by Santa Barbara standards, yeah, yeah. Let's go one block away. We don't want okay. to be. We don't want to be too exactly in the heart of it, but we want to be a block away. Oh my God, Chris, this is just great. Is, if if we're location. willing to be one block away from Willie's Bar, which might be best for us, I think it'll be good though. At the same time, you know, I mean, Willie has now put into place the uh, no killing policy. That's true. Okay, that's a good point. Oh wait a minute, was that a spoiler? Uh, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> Minor fine. spoiler. We've got we've got I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you three options here, Chris. Okay. One is we are actually close to we are actually in the same block as Giles's house. That's great. Uh, option one. Would love to option be Giles' two, neighbor. We we could be neighbors of Willie's bar. 
Option mm-hmm. three, we could be above the April Fool's dress shop that Ethan Rain rented out in season uh, two. I like that. Let's do that. Yeah? Yeah. I think it's perfect. A little bit of, a little bit of pressure being too close to Giles. I think so too, and it's like the Scooby Gang has a lot it's like both Willie's and Giles' apartment is gonna have a lot of activity that we don't necessarily yep. wanna have to be tugged into the fray of. We're and we're not we're not trying to impede. We're not yeah. doing this podcast to to ride their coattails. No, we, we don't have stuff get in to their do. Way. Yeah. We have to, we have little petty jobs that we gotta hold mm-hmm. <laughs> to exactly. pay rent. Okay. Right. So uh so Chris, you and I now mm. have an apartment above the April Fool's dress shop, which is great because I think that lends itself to being like an old magic establishment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also it's got the abandoned vibe, maybe it's no got the abandoned even, vibe. Yeah. Also, literally, because of the B-roll that was used in that episode, uh, that's ep- that's Halloween, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where you see the Ethan Rain uh, Halloween April season two, which yeah. Matt Morgenthaler texted me that he watched today because he's going through the series. Oh, that's amazing. Look at that. perfect. This is lining up so well. Mm-hmm. And we're recording this episode on the 14th day of March. We're not. I wish that would have been really oh, something else. Oh, my goodness. Um, but Chris... Mm-hmm. Because of the B-roll that is offered up in that episode in Halloween, mm-hmm. I know the exact location on State Street in Santa Barbara where the apartment's located. We can go to the actual physical location that they shot for the costume shop in Santa Barbara and acknowledge that that's the apartment when we're allowed to leave, when it's like safe to leave like our living spaces again. Right. Great. So we can actually go in person to the place. Definitely, it's around the corner from one of my favorite bars in Santa Barbara. This is awesome. We should do the uh, we should do the Buffy tour when when things are open again. When we can go down to Torrance, go up to Santa Barbara, maybe stop yeah. by Ojai. Exactly. Although that's more of an angel thing, right? Um, okay, great. So now that we got this, I think I think that F Fort doesn't work anymore. That the what? The F Fort. Oh yeah, the Fantastic Fort. Yeah, no, the Fantastic we, Fort. Uh, that was the previous place, you know. Now we that was the previous down place. It. it got us we, through. Yeah. It got us through the Maggie Walsh goodbye. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We kind of, as like Adams ramping up, we're like we felt it, and we're like maybe we're a little too close to the UC Sunnydale campus, and also maybe mm-hmm. we're not using that map anymore, and so the mm-hmm. entire reality shifted. So we what we got it. We we're on old Ethan Rain territory. Mm-hmm. We are close to downtown um i'm trying to think of a buffy related slang word or something maybe we'll sit on this and maybe we'll reveal it in the next episode the name of our apartment yeah there we go and uh we know where we are and then we're we the last thing i want to throw out here on this supersized episode because we're Mm -hmm. getting back into the swing of things yep chris we have an extracurricular activity oh good that's good to know all right, so welcome to the extracurricular activity. This is a this is a spot. If you, this is the first episode of Sunnydale City Group you've ever listened to, we do a fun thing. We just do a fun thing inspired by the episode. Yeah, just like a, like a game of some kind. Now, Chris, you've you've passed by Build a Bear in downtown Disney. I have. I've not have built ever, a bear. You've never built a I've bear. Never built a bear. Uh, have well, you built bears? I have. I myself. I, the closest I've ever gotten is I made a Pikachu for my friend back in elementary school okay. out of paper, and I Excellent. put cotton in it. Here's the thing, though. I don't think the cotton made it softer because the outside was still paper. Ah, no. And I think it was stapled, so yeah. okay. not quite the cuddly thing. But no. nonetheless, it was a gift. That was a Pikachu. Uh, so... In the spirit of that, the mm. fact that this will be for both of us the first build a blank situation, mm-hmm. I thought, in the light of the Iron Team, we can build an atom. Great. And this is our own. We're not. <laughs> we're not Doctor Professor Doctor Maggie Walsh. This can be sort of whatever three pieces we want to throw in, and okay, we're just going to go ahead and creature there is of any. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like we're. So I'm going to say, let's. What's have our Frankenstein a, demon guy? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're definitely going to have part human, one third human. Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to think of, like what kind of human? I think for our vibe, maybe sort of like the dude from Big Lebowski. Great. Right. Okay. Real chill. Knows a little bit of Tai Chi. Not mm-hmm. great with money, but definitely not like doesn't overuse it. 
not mm-hmm. bad with money, right? Right, yeah, and a steady, you know, low blood blood pressure, just, you know, eats a lot of kale, has... Exactly, you know, exactly. Yeah, like, the best parts of California smelling. without the worst parts of California. There you go. There Great. you go. Okay, mm-hmm. so we've got one-third the dude. Mm-hmm. And... We've got one-third... One's got to be a machine, right? Right. So... One which third, machine? A, which machine and which demon? Yeah, that's what we got to decide. Okay, so which demons? I mean, what do we want this thing to ultimately do? I mean, Adam is out there. We don't want to say I think Adam's this doing yet. build an Adam is, and we can name whatever. You don't name your bear bear. Mm-hmm. You could, but you don't have to. So right. in the build an Adam workshop, you can sort of like we can name call it. Whatever. We, we could we could call it Eve. True. Unless that doesn't make sense because it's the dude. Is it a little too weird science of us to build an Eve? For Adam. I mean, or, not, or, not even for Adam, just in general. Uh, yeah, I would say it is, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Th- yeah. yeah. I, yeah. We'll, we'll tackle the nomenclature, I suppose, at the very end. I'm thinking that this build-a-blank is going to be like our roommate for like a few weeks. Perfect. So we got to make so, sure it's someone we can live with. Yeah. You know what? I want to say, I want to say, can we, can the, can the machine be... And by machine, I'm gonna step back and just say invention in general, Chris. Mm-hmm. Some sort of composting thing, yeah, like in the sense that, that like our roommate absorbs food. exactly. It takes scraps, organic material mm-hmm. left over, and then can turn them into useful, like gold, life life nourishing elements. I think that helps, and it's not quite, and it's good because not quite a replicator. Because I feel like perhaps that would be. A little too but, far and then it would be too tempting for us right <laughs> exactly constantly ask one-third of a replicator for stuff that we want mm-hmm. but i think a all i want is neelix's coffee every day every <laughs> day of the week all i i wake up and i hear the voyager theme and i just think god i felt like i'd have some neelix coffee <laughs> so let's now we've got the compost thing here's what's interesting about this chris mm-hmm. the demon can influence both the human and machine aspects hmm so this could be any, and we can we don't have to do a Buffy demon per se. This we could, could be do just a pile, any pylean. Pylean. What what elements of pile? Which we haven't gotten to an angel yet, but no. well, no, that's not true because technically Lorne, we which we haven't gotten to, gotten to yet. No, we haven't gotten to. But the <laughs> um, idea of I think there's maybe a way to talk about the existence of pyleans without knowledge of their uh, sure how they fit into the story, perhaps. So what are the uh, attributes of pyleans? They're empath demons. So through song, through specifically through song, through right? song can, yeah, can, can read auras. So how does the dude mm-hmm. plus compost machinery mm-hmm. plus music empath, what does that equal? What's the end result of that? What's the sum of all the parts? What's the whole? Is it maybe we expand out of music a little bit? And we go like cooked items tell a story, and there's like a general hmm. Cooked you know items. what I mean? I, I don't know like if, if that was, like, like like if like for example, we're gonna probably be giving our roommate a whole bunch of coffee grounds mm-hmm. while we make this cold brew that we were we were talking up at the mm-hmm. top of this episode. Right. So when our roommate digests the coffee grounds, maybe the Pylean magic does that. Maybe there's a little bit of. Uh, Instead of it being specifically music, it can still be like a tune or whatever, you know, down the road. Mm-hmm. But maybe because of the compost machinery, mm-hmm. that it's almost like you there's a sense of divination. There we go. So it's just yeah, like, it's... hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna chuck my, hey, uh, roommate, do you want my uh, uh, pizza crust? And then our roommate's like, nom 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 nom. Hey, Chris, uh, you're you're gonna. Uh, uh, get get, uh, get a, a special piece of mail, because <laughs> it can't be that big, right? It can't be like as big as Buffy stuff. It's got to be something small. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it also yeah, is you're that saying weird? It fuses it fuses the like. Does it feel like we're like we're what? What's weird about it? I don't want to take advantage of a roommate. Yeah, I think it's, I don't want to know. Maybe I don't want to be like a roommate's like a, a you know Gregory the terrible eater. Yeah, I think maybe we'll see how the how they ultimately 
care to engage with their things. But it's perhaps that it's like, you know, you've got the demon side that fuses the coffee grounds with an element of of clarity, clairvoyance, of divination, of a way. So when one has the cold brew, there's an illumination happening there. Interesting. So it's so like if, a caffeination. As long as we can, but as long as we can make something sustained, mm -hmm. sustainable cooking, mm -hmm. sustainable yep. living. If we can do that just by having our roommate around, we are imbued with a magic of harmony. Very much so. Yeah. Great. Not harmony, but harmony. Not harmony, capital H harmony. No, lower, yeah, lower. Lower KJ Lower H. So now the last bit we have, Chris, okay. is we just got to come up with a name for our roommate. Um, chill. Chill Bill. Chill, chill, chill Bill's pretty good. That's on the table. Um, Relaxix. Relaxix. Relaxix? Relaxix is great. Should we do Relaxix? Is like it Relaxix? Relax yeah, Relaxix. I like it. Sounds, All right. Sounds demonic. Yeah, it sounds demonic, but it's also got relax in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so uh, here we go. Beep, beep, beep. We program the thing. We put it through. And it's printing like Westworld mm -hmm. technology. Yep. Do, 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 do. It kind of combines this stuff or whatever. And then uh, through the door, knock, knock, knock. Come in to whatever we call our apartment in mm -hmm. the next episode. Right. In walks... Uh, relaxix, relaxix, what's up? Relaxix, how you doing, man? Kick, uh, kick, uh, kick off your feet, dog. Welcome yeah. home. Yeah, kick back. It's, 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 happy to happy to see you came back in one piece. Yeah, yeah, dog. We're really excited about this. Let's. I'm Chris. I'm gonna do a real quick test. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do a really, really quick test here. Hey, relaxix. I was uh, making some tea, and. The hot water that I used, I'm actually going to put into a reusable water that I'll then water uh, use to water our plants. And I do that. Mm -hmm. And instantly, I got to say, Chris, I feel the harmony. I just feel better. Mm -hmm. I feel uh, we didn't waste that resource. We didn't pour that water just down the drain. Mm -mm. It just went to the plants. There's no need to toss it out. I feel good about it. Thanks, Relaxix. I think that's the that's the right amount of uh, of tapping into that ability. That's exactly yeah. as far as it has to go. All right, yeah. Relaxix, why don't you go unpack while we wrap up this episode? We'll see you in a second, buddy. All right. Okay. Heck yeah. All right. Bye. We bye, Relaxix. We got Chris. We got residency up here in Sunnydale. Mm. We got a roommate that we created at Build a Blank. Great. Perfect. We were closing out the Maggie Walsh stuff. We're in the big bad of season four. I think the podcast is back in full swing. It is. Look at that. Look Man. At that. All of a sudden, two and a half years later, and we're going to finish what we started. Incredible, folks. Thank you so much for joining us for our discussion of episode 13, season four of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I and Team. We'll be back next week with a very special guest, Annalise Nelson, to talk about the fallout of all of these events of Maggie Walsh hiding a camera and uh, trying to kill off Buffy, essentially, mm -hmm. and see how that divides the group or brings the group together. Who knows what's going to happen? Hopefully it's not too stressful, because if it is, then we'll have to call it Relaxix. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Chris, where can folks find you? Hey, how's it going, guys? My name is Chris Permonti. You can find me as a Montioc on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. What about you, Omar? You can find me at Omar Najam on Twitter, as well as Omar Najam Film on Instagram, where I am recommending movies you can watch for free with uh with the uh, library accounts that uh, that work with certain services and we also have a little secret so lean close to the microphone lean close to your speaker if you if you're also watching angel mm -hmm. you can you can go ahead and look up our spin-off show which is the hyperion hotline <laughs> so just search for that maybe we'll link it also in the description below uh that's going to come out in the same week so we're doing angel and buffy back to back so you can check that out where we're chatting about angel Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you like that, hop on in. And, you know, even in calling it the, Hi uh, the Hyperion Hotline, at this moment we're still in season one, so who knows what that means, but you'll know soon enough. You'll know soon enough, if you especially if you, if you watch Angel. Mm. <laughs> All right, folks, we'll see you next week. Until then, stay inside, stay safe, and uh, what's this? Did we have a sign-off for the show? I forget. Uh, sharpen your stakes, because 
pack up your bags, pack up your books. That was right? it, right? And we'll that. see you next week. We'll That's it. All right, pack week. up your bags, pack up your books. We'll see you next week. Woo!